0: what is up everybody my name is Rymar this is another episode of the and growth podcast I'm here once again with Joe Krug got a little background music about to get it started for another episode uh, what are we talking about today Joe all about the value of webflow hosting right so uh, why don't you bring that in real quick and then actually hold on, hold on hold on hold on one thing before we get too far into this we gotta let's effing grow <laughs> sometimes i forget i have to like reset the graphics and do all the things oh man okay what's up what's up we're back all right that's over <laughs>
1: what are we talking about today joe the value of webflow hosting Web- so. webflow hosting the the thing that some people love the some that the thing that some people challenge and this episode, we're talking about what to do when somebody challenges Webflow hosting, how to get somebody confident and motivated to be hosted on Webflow. That's what this episode's about. Yeah. So and first okay. we're going to jump into some updates. And this update is juicy. This is a really nice one. We have submitted our Airtable app to Airtable for review. Yes. We finished it. We're good. And what's really cool about this is you can actually use this to better sell Webflow hosting because it requires Webflow hosting to use. So it all works right in here. So we're excited for that. We'll update you on when that's approved and when we could start bringing in beta testers. If you're really interested, go ahead and send us a message, communications at com. We'll get you on the beta list. We'll start testing this thing. Yeah,
0: um, and that's exciting. Uh, I know we teased that at the end of last year, uh people have been kind of waiting to see what's, you know, what's coming down the pike. So this is the first step. Airtable is looking at that. What's that review process look like? Um, is it a week? Is it a couple of days?
1: Is it like what's what, what what's what's the process there? Do you know? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm I'm thinking a couple of days, maybe it's a couple of weeks, but we'll we'll find
0: out. All right, uh, so let's see who's in the house. We got Rohan, of course, Loyalist, George Kachenko. Hey, man, George, good job on that intro. If you guys see the opening intro, that's uh, George's work there. Kyle Pitocelli, what's up? Max Gepley, Max Norris, Penny's back for another episode. Yeah, everybody. Okay, Jay, crypto team, what's up, everybody? And so let's get right into this. We're going to be probably just a hair basic right up front. Because we're going to talk about what is a Webflow host or what is a web host in general, right? So like we don't want to get too detailed here, but essentially, Joe, what is a web host? What happens with a web host
1: and why do I need a web host? The simplest way that I like to think of it is the platform or service that's going to make your site live on the Internet. We have our sites built inside Webflow Designer and we need a way to make that live for anybody to go access that's the web host so and they are hosting our site live on the internet yeah i like that's how i like I, to think about it
0: i like to explain it as like a computer that's basically always on it's a server right and so people don't understand that when you go to a website really the browser is just loading a file on some always attached computer that's networked to the internet and so a, a server a host if you will is basically a Company that's compiled a bunch of these servers together. They let people put their files on them, and so when somebody clicks on the internet, the browser goes, it finds that file, and it opens the website. And so a host is essentially the company that hosts those files for you, and they store those files. And ideally, they make those easily accessible, they make them fast to access. Um, and then there's all sorts of different types of costs, and we'll get into like content delivery networks and how you can build out on web hosts. Um, and it's a little different how it works with Webflow versus like a WordPress and you know, obviously Squarespace and Wix, those are all kind of self-hosted. That's more in the Webflow type family where it's all in one package. Whereas in WordPress, you might be used to going and picking your host. You bring everything else, right? You bring the WordPress installation, you bring all the data, you bring everything, and then you put that into the host and then you go out from there. And so we'll talk a little bit about those differences uh, specifically performance and speed and a little bit about security. And so all of these things are relevant when it comes to picking a host. And so that's what we're going to discuss is how do you kind of go over the value of all of these things? Webflow does a lot of that kind of natively for you. So you don't have to think about a lot of it. You don't have to have a lot of technical knowledge to do these things. And so, uh, let's jump right into it. You know, um, speed matters, you know, everything about speed matters right now. And so Joe talk to me. Do you present this as a value? Why is Webflow so fast? Um, let, let's, talk about, you know, speed obviously mattering so much on web and how Google ranks it now. It's a big part of SEO, um, everything, you know? So why does speed matter and, and why is the host a big part of that?
1: Speed of course matters. Users want things now they want things immediately. They want to load your site and see something as soon as possible. So of course speed matters. You will find different speed ratings and speed statistics every single platform you go. People are making promises. People are saying all these different things about speed. And Webflow is really built on a great platform, a great system. It uses all the modern technology so that it's serving these web pages as fast as possible. I like to think of speed and also explain speed to clients in a different way. A little bit different than just, hey, we're serving these files as fast as possible. We're on AWS doing things really efficiently. I like to talk to them about just the build itself. Webflow allows us to build such a clean website. We have an HTML file, CSS files, JavaScript files. It's clean. It's lightweight. It's easy to go serve online. As opposed to some other platforms, let's say a WordPress, for example, we have a lot more files in there. I mean, you, you take a WordPress export, and you take a Webflow export, and your mind will be blown. So what we're serving on Webflow is a lot more simple, and that, I think, plays a really nice role into speed. So instead of talking to your clients about all the little specific technical pieces of speed, you, you should be aware of this, but you should also be pitching the simplicity and the, the beautiful infrastructure of Webflow. Yeah.
0: That's well, what I'm it, thinking
1: about in speed
0: yeah and you see it all the time in the facebook group on twitter people sharing regularly like they make a site they go do their little pingdom or their speed tests or uh okla like a speed no i'm thinking like the internet speed test uh page speed insights or um you know some of the other tests that you can get to test the actual speed of your website the how it loads and you come back with these millisecond page load speeds you come back with like things that are essentially loading and again this does not include like huge images and large interactions you can start slowing down your webflow site but out of the gate, if you took just, you know, core page, simple elements, a couple images, et cetera, and you serve that up, like it's lightning fast. Um, And so I never got up into the nineties in that Google page speed insight scoring on any site in WordPress. you like, I don't think you can without some really heavy technical optimization. Whereas in Webflow right out of the gate, you get this speed, um, you get the performance. It has part to do with the CDN as Jay's pointing out in the comments here. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, CDN, SSL, WTF on the next one. Cause you know, we'll get into how much you need to know about all of that and all the technical side of the hosting stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I like every second that it takes your page longer to load exponentially decreases the likelihood of conversion or that the person's going to stick on the page, right? Your average website user is very impatient. And so they want that instant load kind of thing. And this is why things are going to like Google AMP. Facebook has their own little instant articles kind of things. And so like people are trying to build this technology and what you see is that webflow has basically mimicked some of this technology from a speed and delivery standpoint, but they give it to you to serve your website. And so, um, I remember Vlad talking one time about him saying that he thought that they could match Google. Um, what's the Google, uh, amp their Google amp page performance with just webflow hosting. And sometimes when you load these pages, it does feel at at least that fast. So um, what's Bailey saying here? No deployment headaches or needing diversion packages. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna talk a little bit about all of that. What's up Bailey in the house? So let's get to um, speed. Any other thoughts about speed, Joe, other than just basic like speed matters, right? You want things to be as fast as possible on the web.
1: Yeah, last last comment on the speed. When I'm pitching a site, I am always saying, Webflow, by default, is faster than WordPress. There's a 100 variables that could make that statement go in either direction, depending on your site. But as a general comment, I feel really comfortable saying that. Why? We do a lot of WordPress migrations, a lot. People come and say, hey, I'm on WordPress. I want to go Webflow. We do the speed test before. We do the speed test after. And the speed test wins on Webflow after we migrate their site. Yeah. People see these changes and I am going and telling this to people on the phone and saying, Webflow is going to make all these speed issues go away. We're not going to be on the the big giant template builder that you have in WordPress. We don't have all the plugins in WordPress and yeah, you can go ahead and say that on a call. Yeah. Webflow is going to give you a faster experience than a WordPress.
0: When I go back, I still manage and maintain a couple legacy sites on WordPress, primarily inside of my own network. Um, like my personal blog, my personal website is still on WordPress because it's a monster and migrating it to webflow is going to be a long and slow process. Um, however, when I go back to my WordPress installs and I'm clicking around the different pages and I'm like waiting for things. And even if it's that, like, I used to think it was good to have a two or three second page load speed, like a, a sub four second page load speed. And I was like, yeah, I'm killing it. Like in the webflow under the WordPress (laughs) game, like, yeah, this is fast. And I would click around and like, okay, like I'm zippy, you know, and now I'm on these Webflow sites that are like, boom, 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 instant. And when I go back to those WordPress installs, I'm like, oh no, this is not, this is not okay. (laughs) So I have a hard time doing any of that. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's move on to the next topic. And it's not necessarily directly related to Webflow hosting, but it kind of is. And I thought it was relevant to include it because it always comes up when you talk about WordPress and Webflow and hosting and who owns the content and, you know, like, WordPress is open source. And so everyone thinks that innately that means it's better because somehow it's free and you can access the code. And I always kind of like, I want to, I talk about this with people because like, yes, WordPress is open source. It's GPL. It's, you know, like you can take the code and expand and build on it and do whatever you want. Same thing with most of the plugins, et cetera. However, that's only relevant if you are a software developer, right? If you know what to do with that code. Right, which we're in the no code space, right? We don't know what to do with the code. That's what we're here for, right? Like we have some technical understanding. We do work with code inside of our webflow projects, but for the most part, we're not developers. And so open source is not really relevant to us in the context that we can't get in and mess around with things. And so we're always beholden to other things. And furthermore, we're typically not just on a standalone WordPress install. Right, so if you're doing a WordPress install, if you're doing another hosting environment, you typically have a WooCommerce package, you have a Gravity Forms plugin, you have all of these other uh, things that you have to add on, that again tie you into an ecosystem. So a lot of people think, you know, a Word Webflow is a proprietary hosting platform, and I don't have access to everything inside of it. I can just build in the designer, and so that's a hesitation. I want my WordPress because it's open source. Okay, maybe. If you have a big technical software team and you're able to go in and do that before the average person for most of the people who are watching this video and the people who are in the no code space, open source in that regard is, is a little bit of a myth. Um, even in the context that you don't own it, right? So like, let's say you did own the the WordPress install and you were able to export it because it's open source and take it with you. You still can't activate some of these features that are required on the other end of that monthly plugin or annual plugin or whatever it is. And so, um, any thoughts on that, Joe? Any, um, anything to add about that open source concept?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good one. I, I've actually never thought of it like that. And I've never explained it like that on a call before. So I'm going to start using this. This is a good one. Because you're right, it, when you're on WordPress, you're reliant on the WordPress system, just like you would be reliant on the Webflow platform. So yeah, I, I love that statement. I'm in on it. It's, it is a myth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and again, it's not a full myth because obviously it is open source and if you have the capacity to go in, that's one of the things that makes WordPress so beautiful is that there's so many people that just go in and they work on core and they work on like the actual software itself. That's not happening in webflow. And so people are like, oh, well, it's just not an open source movement where I think webflow picks up on that mantle is open sourcing the design end of things. They're open sourcing the design process and the building process itself with copy and paste with clonable projects, with the ease at which you can transfer projects and kind of move and migrate content from one to the other. Like, do you have any idea how hard it is as a non-technical person, just to move a WordPress install from one host to another and make sure you don't screw up all of your links and, you know, access files. And there's a million places you can break things when we transfer a site and Webflow, you just click the transfer button and I send it to an email, it's over, it's in their account. And so there's a lot of these little things. We'll talk about unsung heroes at the end. It's kind of like the intangible things. So we'll go through a lot of things that don't get a lot of credibility in Webflow. Not a lot of credibility. They're not glamorous, right? They're not the things that people lead with, but that are, you know, throw-ins that are really valuable here. So um, anyway, any other thoughts there, Joe?
1: Let's go to the infrastructure.
0: Let's go to infrastructure. Bang, bang.
1: All right, let's look at that. Webflow's infrastructure send it to me what do you got joe yeah this is a big selling point for us if you do not want to be on webflow hosting we will not build your site for you that's how dedicated we are to the webflow platform and i will say that on the call if you don't want to host with webflow we're out because that's the right move when people hear that their mind changes and says, wow, this company won't even work with us unless we're on Webflow. It's a real thing. Why? Because their infrastructure makes sense. If you're building a site with dynamic data, with a CMS, and you don't host on Webflow, it's a really silly move. There's almost... Your benefit to Webflow decreases significantly without hosting there. When you export your site, you're just... I don't know. I don't see any true value in that. And when you talk about that to a client, when you express that type of passion towards the infrastructure, people start to see that and they start to understand that. So I'm not saying too much right now, I'm not talking specifically about the features, just the passion showing people this is how you can do something in CMS. This is how you can publish. This is how you add something to the page. Giving somebody a little bit of a preview of the system and a walkthrough of the system on the call, you're selling Webflow's infrastructure right there. And that's a huge win. Yeah.
0: And this is a good place to maybe even go back and harp on the little the difference between like a WordPress and like a why even Squarespace was popular between what's happening right now with Webflow and WordPress, right So it' was like WordPress was really popular for a while. And then Squarespace kind of took a little bit of the mantle, Wix you see coming in, and now you see Webflow kind of as a more technical solution to some of that. The reason Squarespace and Wix were valuable is because the hosting was kind of baked in to some of what you were getting with WordPress, right? Like WordPress came with these little page builders and the hosting was always hard because there was like this disconnect because like I had to go. And then there was even a point where I had to like install WordPress manually on the host. And that's like, you know, it's not a big deal now. It's one click, you go and install. And so you had these hosts who were just trying to figure out how to like build an environment to optimize for WordPress sites. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, WordPress sites. And then other companies came in and said, let's try to make this easier. Let's try to package that up. So you have success with a Wix or a a Squarespace. Um, Even still now with WordPress, to get the best bang for your buck out of WordPress, you want to go to a WordPress optimized host environment and a lot of times like you're paying 30 50 100 dollars a month to have access to to host you know 3 to 5 maybe 10 sites or something like that on a package that's optimized for WordPress and so when you look at all of that when you look at what's happening in hosting in general and then you weigh that against the value you get front to back top to bottom with Webflow's tools um and then you start thinking about getting access to Amazon Cloudfront Fastly CDN uh auto-scaling on your network. Like one of the things that happens a lot of times on a WordPress host, if you go viral, let's say your content gets featured on Reddit or something and all of a sudden you get a huge spike in traffic, your site goes down, right? It breaks because like it can't handle this load. You're on some like, especially if you're on some shared GoDaddy server or some like $5 a month, $8 a month hosting solution, it's just not gonna scale. Whereas if that happens with Webflow, the architecture just scales in real time and you don't even blink. And so these are some of the things that Webflow is doing. A lot of the technical backend for you, they're doing the same technology that powers like the, the the app delivery for some of the biggest tech in Silicon Valley is basically powering this backend, but it's served up for you as a web host, and they give you this interface for it. It's beautiful. Uh, Webflow hosting serves up more page views than Pinterest on a monthly basis, and so like they know what they're doing when it comes to this. Um maybe this is the the right time. Do you have any other thoughts on that? I want to jump into what what is a CDN yeah, or SSL? Less,
1: we talked about some things there, so less to worry about. All the things that you were just talking about with WordPress is making my mind spin. Why would you want to deal with all of that? Say this to your to, to your leads, to your clients. Why would you want to deal with all of this? Why why do you want to worry about all of these little things that could go ha- could go wrong with your WordPress site? When the Webflow infrastructure gives you that peace of mind, yeah, and I like—I really like to think of it like that. It's peace of mind. It's five, ten different things that you no longer have to worry about. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah,
0: yeah. Even like, I mean, it's there's just a, a hundred things. Like, I've been locked out of a WordPress admin back in for updating a plugin and like clicking the wrong little configuration box, trying to do yeah. something like you're just, it's just gone, you know, and then you have to like go into the PHP access or you have to like backdoor to the site. And, uh, again, if you're technical and you know what you're doing, you might be laughing at us in the audience. Like, Oh, that's simple. <laughs> we can do that. Nah, you know, not for the average person, right? The typical person yeah. who's just out here trying to build things on the web has no interest in learning any of that. They just want a place to put their website, easy tools to build it, and to make sure that when people come to click on it, it's there, it does that thing. And so, yeah, uh,
1: any other thoughts yeah. there, Joe? Yeah, How about- let's, let's go on to that SSL, because that's, yeah. that's a really nice one-click feature that Webflow has, really nice. If yeah. you set up SSL on a, a WordPress build or some other platform, I promise you it's not as easy as Webflow's one-click SSL. That is yeah. just awesome. Yeah, Clients don't appreciate this as much because they don't they don't really know the setup process. But when you explain to them that you normally do this, this, and this, and this is just turn on this toggle button, it's a huge improvement of time and resources and reliability, uh, not having to update it. Usually when, when we talk to developers and engineers about how Webflow does SSL, they have to research it because they don't believe us. You're telling me we can launch this site. You don't need any access to our server. You don't need any access to anything to do this SSL. You just click a button. Yep, that's how it works. The developer actually goes and looks into it because they don't believe us. That's how yeah. simple it is. So that that to me is a huge, huge value add. Yeah, and SSLs are
0: getting simpler on other hosting because people are starting to understand like it's a requirement. Uh, even as recently as a couple years ago, SSLs were not like standard operating procedure on the internet. And so you could go to a site and it wouldn't necessarily have an SSL license, the secure socket, like it, 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 it just wouldn't have this layer of security. Right. And so that means it's not encrypting the data between the user and the backend, et cetera. Um, and so now this has kind of become compliant Google. I don't remember how long ago, maybe a year ago, a little bit more a couple years ago basically said, we're gonna require SSL certificates. And so it's become more commonplace, but you still run into sites that don't have them. And so to be able to just have that kind of baked into the cake with Webflow is perfect. Um, their CDN, another thing like we used to have to do with WordPress, you know, and, and you might still wanna do this with Webflow for some reason if you're doing more things, more technical, but I don't know why you would. We would redirect everything to Cloudflare. So we would go to our DNS settings, we redirect to Cloudflare, and we set up some kind of CDN through Cloudflare, and then we map all of our DNS settings through that. So like we're trying to accelerate, you know, the, 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 the WordPress sites with caching and, and a CDN. And sometimes you set up an external CDN, maybe you set up your own. I mean, there's other, Fastly is one that you could set up all by yourself. Webflows again has done that for you. So a content delivery network, a CDN is essentially, we talked about what hosting is. Hosting is a server computer, right? So a CDN is a network of those types of hosts across the globe, let's say, so that they can serve up the content closer to the location that speeds up the load time, uh, shortens the request, the time between requests, et cetera. And so all of those things, again, going back to the Webflow infrastructure are things that are just baked into the cake. And so I kind of just want to point out the value of all of that. So um,
1: any thoughts to add there? Let's go to editor. This is my favorite block of the whole show because this is... This for me is the number one seller. This is the most successful piece in selling for me.
0: Yeah. H- yeah. H- hang on one second. We've got, we've got a couple things kind of blown up in the comments here. Let's let's, let's maybe adjust sure. a little bit of this before we move on. Um, specifically GDPR was asked about, um, can, is that an issue hosting? Like, have you run into that? How do we deal with any of that? Let's see, I've had an issue recently where I've been asked for a service level agreement for reselling Webflow hosting you offer this for your clients and if not, how would you respond? Max Shepley's asking that. Is this a GDPR or a a a reselling question? It looks like it's two questions here. So it's like, I have heard that GDPR can be sticky. So that's one question. And then the service level agreement for the web flow hosting is a second question. So let's address those as two different
1: questions real quick. Sure. GDPR, we don't get many requests for this so we have not run into problems with our clients we work with a lot of clients in the u.s very few people mention anything about gdpr and we just we continue building sites as we've always always been doing i do hear that webflow is working on being more gdpr compliant if that's a deal breaker that is something that you'd have to look into based on the location of the company and the location of the users and then as far as the yeah, service level the, agreement for the reselling Webflow hosting? From Webflow, service level agreement for reselling Webflow hosting. You can sign up for their affiliate program. Is that is that what this is asking? No,
0: Max, maybe you can give us a little detail of what you're talking about there. Oh, it's talking about like an uptime agreement. Um, and I think they used to have uh, that, but they don't offer that anymore. Only on enterprise. I think they only offer that on enterprise level plans now.
1: Yes. Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay. About SSL, let's encrypt doesn't offer warranties. If there's any problems down the road, reselling SSL could be good reoccurring revenue. Yeah, Penny, that is for sure. Um, I'd still rather not deal with it. If you wanted to, you could, and we'll talk about client hosting at the end, you could just add a little tag along or add something, you know, as far as your consulting services, that kind of encapsulates whatever you think that package is and then pr- present that to a client. Um, that's that's one way to do that, but um,
1: Joe? And Penny, uh, let me encourage you to think of this in a different way. Instead of thinking of SSL as something you can charge for, think about selling Webflow hosting to your clients as a way for them to not have to pay for that. So go to your clients and say, SSL's included. You no longer have to pay me monthly for that. You no longer have to pay for this monthly, this monthly. You just have Webflow hosting. That's a little bit of a hit to you because you're not getting that monthly, but you're selling Webflow hosting. You're getting that person to say yes to your project. And hopefully you'll get more people to say yes. That's a big part of our pitch, telling people you don't need us all the time. If you were on a WordPress site, you would need us all the time, updating this, doing this, doing this. On Webflow, you don't need us. And that's a beautiful thing. You can reach out when you need big things done, but we may not hear from you for six months. And that's a good thing. When people hear that, they say, wow, Webflow sounds great. I don't need to contact a web developer every single month. That's going to get you more clients and hopefully more money long-term than your X per month on SSL. So think of it like that you're saving your clients money and that is going to give you more money long-term. Yeah, I
0: agree 100% uh, removing those hurdles and making life easier for the client is always a great way to build value there. So, okay, let's restart you on the Webflow editor because you were excited about that. I'm sorry oh, to Webflow steal editor. any of that momentum, but uh, tell me what
1: what's so good about the Webflow editor. When somebody asks the question, why should I do Webflow hosting? I am leading with the editor and the CMS and I will show them on the call how it works. And when people see this working, they get a a really good understanding of it and they become more interested in Webflow. So somebody says, hey, I'm thinking about building a site on Webflow and exporting, Uh, uh, -uh, you shouldn't do that. Let me screen share it and let me show you how Editor works. I'll open up a, a duplicate of some other site and I'll go through and start changing all the content on the homepage screen shared on the call So I'm going through the page, updating everything, press publish, load that new page. And I say, look how fast I just updated all of the content. This is your platform. You're now able to do this once you're on Webflow. Not sold yet? No problem. Let's go into the CMS. Let's look at how we can create content inside the CMS, launch a new page, and push it live. That whole demonstration takes three minutes. And that is going to get people really impressed with Webflow. So Webflow editor, Webflow CMS, this is a way that you can lead this conversation of why am I choosing Webflow? Yeah, that's why I get so excited about it.
0: Yeah. And we haven't even touched on the fact that you've got to use Webflow hosting if you want to use the CMS. And the CMS is one of the most exciting things about Webflow in general. The ability to just design something, a page, and then bind that data in real time to custom data structures. You know, you don't have to, everything doesn't have to start as a post type, or you have to like build some kind of a, advanced custom fields or, you know, like to create some custom post type plugin and uh, web, uh, WordPress. And so just these things alone, the CMS alone is a really valuable tool, especially as a non-technical user, me, myself, I'm always in the designer. Right. So I'm cool. I go into the designer, I click on my little collections, I'm in there doing whatever I need to do. No big deal. However, most people are not that comfortable from a technical standpoint, the designer, especially your end user, your client. Right. And so to show them the ability to add content, to make updates, to have little, you know, like I remember when I used to onboard people on my WordPress sites and I would show them the back end of this, like whatever, a Veda theme or enfold theme or whatever I was using. And like, I want to show them how to update a headline and you open up this interface and you immediately lose the structure of the site. You just have boxes now. And then I click into this box and it's like some text field in there to edit. Or if it's an image, let's say they want to like, they got to go to another settings panel to get to update that image, to update the background of this thing where it's just like, what? And so Terrible. inevitably they're always calling me like, well, how was it? To, how, do, how did we do that thing before? Like, can you show me again? How do we, uh, uh. no. Question mark, edit on the back end of your site. Question mark, edit, log in, and just highlight
1: and change the thing.
0: You know, that's as easy as it needs to be. So, um,
1: yeah. And that's Webflow hosting. That's don't think of Webflow hosting just as hosted on AWS. It has all of the optimizations we need for modern websites. That's a piece of it, but Webflow hosting is Webflow CMS. It is Webflow editor that is how you can go and sell this. That's, those are things that your clients and your leads relate to so much more than the technical things. You need to know the technical things, but leading with the visuals and leading with their improved day to day, that's going to win. That's absolutely going to win. Yeah, well this goes back to the show don't tell
0: uh, concept you talked about earlier. When you're selling, show don't tell, right? Everyone can talk uh, when you're actually trying to close deals, when you're actually trying to like make that impact show, don't tell, get them on the screen, do that quick little screen share, walk them through some of these things. It's not some, it's not an experience they're used to, you know? And so, um, I'm looking at Abret uh, RR Abret just posted literally closed a $27,000 website project because I showed the client how easy the Webflow editor is. Totally agree. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Um, people are still talking about the GDPR there. We, we could look into some of that we'll dive in a little deeper to see, um, if we can come up with some more questions, maybe on the next show, maybe we'll do a GDPR episode, a full episode dedicated GPR. Joe, maybe we could find like an expert on that to yeah. bring in to talk to people about that. So, um, okay. Sure. So let's talk about the unsung heroes of webflow hosting and by unsung heroes, I mean, things like a built in staging environment auto backups and version controlling, zero maintenance, client billing, you know, like all these little ancillary things, password protected pages that I get to slap up a password on a page if I want to have something up, but not public, you know, so like there's all these little like, these add-ons that are major features that kind of just get thrown in the, you know, again, they're not glamorous. They're not leading the charge when it comes to like selling the hosting but they're all important, all relevant. Um, Any thoughts about like built-in staging environment? I think somebody in the comments was asking about having multiple staging environments, but I know when I was first using WordPress or any web building environment, I didn't even know what staging is. Like I'm always just on the live site making live edits. And when you break a WordPress site on the front end, you're screwed, right? (laughs) site could be down for days. Um, So like that's always the adventure there, but a built-in staging environment with one click publishing is just so powerful to have and the convenience of just as easy as you publish, uncheck a box, now you're publishing the staging. You don't have to like, so on my WordPress host, I had a great WordPress host, I was with WP Engine. I'm still with WP Engine. They have one click hosting environment, so if I want to, or, or staging environments. So if I want to create a staging environment, I click this button and it creates a copy of my site. It takes, I don't know, a few minutes for that to happen, and then I make edits and updates, whatever, and I can push that, and it's great to have, but again, there's all these steps in between. It's not just seamless,
1: whereas, my staging environment and, and Webflow sites are right there. And you pay a premium for that with WP engine. I'm sure yeah. that all these little features, the, the client billing, zero maintenance, auto backups, these kind of things you may be able to get with WordPress, but unless you're really technical, you may not be able to do that at a low cost. So if you have people that are concerned about the cost of Webflow hosting, all of these little micro features combine, offer a really nice value for that $16 per month. Yeah. Uh, Pierre, a
0: really great point here, offering client, different layout options for CMS items based on conditional visibility with just toggles, like either switches or check boxes back in the CMS. You can create all sorts of like interesting layouts, maybe a different blog for a podcast versus a video versus whatever, you know? And so, yeah, a hundred percent. That's a great, um,
1: thought. Uh, absolutely. See- and, Also, if you have builds like this, if you have a really nice symbol system or a nice conditional CMS system, show that off and have a build that you can use to always show off. You can create a build that is specifically for selling your clients. So you can change things and pack in all the features that you want to add to your site and walk somebody through. This is what your lifestyle guide looks like. This is how we can create a totally unique, CMS template landing page. If you explain this for 20 minutes, that's valuable. That's not a waste of time on the call. After that presentation, if the person still doesn't want Webflow. You explained all these features, you showed all this cool stuff, and they're like, ah, $16 is just a little too much for me. You probably should walk away. Or yeah. I'll change that to, you should walk away. Yeah. $16 per month is not a lot of money for a serious business and you should be working with serious businesses yeah
0: and even if you get into like the business plan and you're into 35 bucks a month or whatever it is you know e-commerce e-commerce it seems like it might be a little it's a little expensive for (laughs) 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 For, the it's up there it's up (laughs) for for what you're getting for their e-commerce features right now i think it's a little pricey so i'll that'll be my one ding against webflow hosting today is i just don't think the e-commerce is there yet um, I imagine it will. Catch I think they'll up. grow into It'll it. Catch It'll catch up. That's what i saying. Yeah. It'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. What other unsung heroes did we not mention? Oh, client billing. Listen, I, at FinSuite, we don't, we don't, we pass, it's a straight through, right? We don't mark up the hosting. On the other hand, me, when I was doing my game, listen, I always marked up the hosting, you know, like a client never knew anything about hosting. It doesn't matter. They don't, care. They don't give a shit. They want their website to work. Right. And for that, they're going to pay a hundred, 200, $300 a month, whatever, like whatever your package includes. Right. And so this is penny. When you're talking about like you're selling your little SSL certificate or add little add-ons or whatever, if you want to bundle things, or if you want to create a maintenance package, like I do a thing, or I used to do a thing where you would sell, I would sell maintenance, right? So like maybe the client wants an hour of updates monthly, right? So they want to be able to have access, but they don't want to do the work. So they want to have me on demand. Okay, I'm going to pre-sell you an hour of my time. Sometimes they'll use it, sometimes you don't, it doesn't roll over to the next month, whatever, but that's included on a monthly expense. I tack that into the hosting. I, you know, like people are used to updates and management. I know you don't do that in Webflow, So like, be careful how you use that terminology. Cause if they go and look at the hosting and the pricing, it'll be easy to see like, well, why are you charging me a hundred and not, you know, like 16 here. And so again, be very clear. This is not about like trying to trick your clients into paying you a bunch of money, but you can provide value. You can provide a package for this. And most clients are not gonna think and look or care. And so if this is part of your business model as a creator is maintenance and uh, ongoing updates, and maybe they're gonna send you blog articles and you're gonna update those to the site or something, it's okay to come up with these little packages. And those are great value adds. Uh, The client billing is a great way to just one fee, send it. I even did a thing. So if here's one of the reasons I like client billing. Client billing does not play games, okay? If your client has a credit card in the system and they don't pay, client billing would shut that website down, and I love that because I don't know how many times as a you know freelancer, you know WordPress builder, whatever, somebody would just stiff me on a hosting bill and like uh, I don't have it in my contract to just turn off a website or like maybe I don't have the heart to do that. Right. And so that process, that system for like being pe- accountable for payment, right? Like, and especially if it's coming out of my pocket, I want you to reimburse that expense. And so client billing cuts that all out of the, you know, like they get a notice, they get a second notice. On that third notice, the website's dead. And then I charge them a couple hundred bucks to return the site on. You know, like, hey, it's a it's it's a two hours worth of work. It's not really, right? But I bill them because I gotta interrupt my day to turn your site on because you didn't pay your credit card bill. And so like these things are all places if you want. Uh, I don't know that everyone would agree with that philosophy or that maybe every agency needs to operate that way, but I know lots of people are looking for those types of things. I think that's how you could package that up. So any thoughts on that, Joe?
1: I'd love to get to the Q and A. I'm really interested, all of you out there. What are you still curious about? Uh, Are you having any troubles selling Webflow hosting and, and what we've said did not cover it? Please ask away. Yeah, so let's look at some of the comments
0: here. Let me go, uh, let me scroll up just a bit and see what we can get into. Um, Tim, we're not offering any kind of support on these calls. He's talking about Visual Script Writer for CMS tabs. If you go to SweetJS.io, we do offer free support for all those tools, just not during this call uh, or during these streams. So um, let's see. One of the big things about Webflow is what I call the go to Lunch" feature where there's no need to install anything or wait for annual updates you can go to lunch and come back and they're are brand new and they're brand new. Okay. So I don't, yeah, I agree. It's just kind of out of the box at work, yeah. right? No updates, no maintenance, no packages to install. No. Nope.
1: And, and, and if you have a, somebody coming from the WordPress environment, sell them on that really hard. You never have to update the plugins. You never have to update anything. We, we get a lot of people coming from WordPress asking, how do I update this? How do I update the component? How do I update the system? You don't have to do that it's all included. Yeah. So all of that includedness is a real game changer for those WordPress people. I like that. Go to lunch. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh Sane is asking if the
0: Webflow CMS plan is $16 a month, can I increase the price to $20 a month? Yes, you can with the Webflow a client billing option. You can just set it at a $4 monthly profit. You so basically you just add how much profit you want to make each month in their client billing system. And you can add that and so you could set it up that way let's see Um, dimitri is saying do you sell speed of iteration as a benefit of webflow in general
1: if yes how do we quantify it yeah absolutely absolutely how do we quantify it that's a good one let me start with with just how we go and do this a lot of people will say what happens when i need to change something after the site's built I tell them if it's small, if it's editing existing content, we can go do it like this. Open up editor, show them, publish, finished. That's how easy editing content is. If you want to add a unique page, you're creating some new campaign, or you need something totally brand new on your site, you can contact us. Changes that would normally be WordPress 10 hours, maybe Webflow two hours or three hours. And because of that, you can make changes faster, you can make design changes faster, marketing changes faster, and spend less money on those changes, less money and resources. So we, we are now charging $150 per hour. And we follow that up with saying, changes in Webflow are fast. This is a savings. This is not an increased cost. This change, this new page may take two hours or three hours. That is a very small amount of money for companies that are growing and looking to really control their website. So yes, absolutely. Speed of changes. You can give some basic examples, this many hours versus this many hours, or, Hey, we can update this globally on the site. We're in a template inside WordPress. That's just impossible. You literally cannot do that. Yeah. So absolutely go ahead and talk about that. I was asked
0: earlier this year to take on a a project or maybe it was end of last year. I don't, I don't remember. It was the end of last year and they were scrambling to try to figure out how to get this, like it was a nonprofit and they had gotten a custom WordPress site built and they had used these custom Gutenberg blocks. And now this marketing person was tasked with like updating the site and making modifications and they paid a crazy amount of money. I, I heard a number like $80,000 for this website that's a total robbery. The website was maybe worth five grand total. So I hope they didn't pay that. But anyway, to pay that amount of money, whatever the amount was, if it was five, 10 or whatever that absurd number was to not be able to edit things. I, I didn't, I, I, I tried to help. It's a friend of mine who was looking at the last site and she said, Hey, can you help me? I need like a walkthrough in WordPress. I need to like understand how I can do some things with this. And I spent a couple hours walking through this site, trying to figure out how to help this, this lady, and there was just nothing. And I felt I felt terrible. Like they had just like eight months ago spent this money to get this website and they can't add a single page for this new campaign they wanted to run without calling these devs. And then they the shop wanted 200 bucks, 275 an hour something like that to do this work. And I'm just like, this is insane for a small nonprofit, for a small operation to try to have this kind of burden on top of them. And so, yeah, man, it's just... Ugh. Um. Anyway, next question before I go crazy there. You see that passion? About,
1: like, the- you, did, everybody listening, do you hear that passion? When you are selling Webflow hosting, mirror this passion. <laughs> People hear it in your voice. Do you see how frustrated Reimar <laughs> was getting just talking about it? I do the same thing on the call. I get amped. I'm like, I'm so so motivated to get that person on Webflow and they feel that, that's going to help your selling, not just the content, the actual delivery of that content. Get excited about it. It's a really exciting platform. Yeah, yeah, um,
0: I agree. I can't, uh, I'm I'm never going back. WordPress guy for seven, eight years made my living before coming (laughs) to Webflow, never going back. Uh, Okay, Peter uh, Blanchford is asking forms, I've got a client that was paying over $150 for Gravity Forms on uh, WordPress. 100%, man. Gravity Forms is no joke. Like, uh, it's powerful. It does a lot of things. So, okay, let's see. Um, I lost. The, okay, here we are. Let's see. Okay, we already covered that. That one. Let's see. It has a client billing feature. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, look, everybody's answering our questions for us. Still wondering about the service level agreement stuff. Do you guarantee uptime when using CMS plans, et cetera, that don't have the enterprise level? No. Uh, I see. Okay.
1: Do you offer reimbursement for downtime? I'll, I'll comment on this. Okay. We work with some pretty big companies. We work with a lot of public companies. They're traded on the stock market. These companies are not asking for this. Some of them are with the Webflow Enterprise. Some of them are not. Uh, The ones that are not, are not asking for these things. Of course, some do. I'm not saying nobody does. But that's a pretty rare comment. And if you're really that serious about that, you probably qualify to pay the Webflow Enterprise fee for that. I mean, a small business that needs 99.99% uptime, do you? I mean, how many people are going to your site where you're really going to drop off when your site is down 0.01% of the time? That is not something that I I look at Webflow and say, oh, I wish they had this for lower levels. I've never, ever thought of that. So if you have a lot of companies requesting this, you should be putting them to Webflow Enterprise. If, If Webflow Enterprise is way too much money for them, I don't think that that's something they should be considering about. The companies that do care about it, they have to care about it from a legal standpoint. We have companies that need that because legally, they are bound to present this information to their end users for this amount of time. So yeah, that's uh, that That one doesn't concern me. I, yeah. how many times is a Webflow site down? They tell you when it's down and it's just not a problem. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, we got a question here
0: about security concerns, um, which to me is not really an issue with Webflow at this point because they're essentially sending out a static file, right? Like they render the site and send out a static file. There's no live connection back and forth. And so like, there's not a big security concern baked in on like a a standard Webflow website. Now, does that mean that there's no security concerns or that there's not issues? No. Um, Anything on the web is obviously, you know, like open, especially if you start attaching other things to it, right? And so like out of the box, Webflow itself is secure. But as soon as you start attaching other things to it or grabbing data, because most security vulnerabilities come in from like mismanagement of data, especially like payment processing or customer data, et cetera, like things like that. And so really, you know, when you start adding those integrations or start pulling data out into other services is where you could open up for security. But that's, again, one of the things that's solid about the no code space is that Webflow's got security people. They're figuring out your security. Airtable's got security people. They're worried about security. So it's like, the data's safe in Airtable. The data's safe inside of Webflow. What are you doing in between? Who knows, right? Like, that's on you. And so that does present potentially some security vulnerabilities. But
1: yeah, any thoughts on that, Joe, security-wise? Yeah, I'd like to have people compare to something like a WordPress. We've had people multiple times come to us and say, we've had security issues on our WordPress site. People trying to log in or people people getting access. There's a lot of concerns on WordPress because it's not managed by a team. It's not an all-in-one platform. So try to make that connection that when you're going from WordPress to Webflow, I like to think that your security is improving. Yeah. And yes, Reimar, you're right that there are security concerns. It's not like a perfect, you know, there is no such thing as a perfect, perfect platform. But I think it's a big improvement, especially for us non-technical people.
0: Significantly, especially diminished, for
1: us, non- significantly
0: diminish yeah. security risk on Webflow versus anything
1: else. Um, the other thing. How many oh, people? Just, go ahead. How many people have you heard say, "My Webflow site was hacked"? <laughs> right, sure. my WordPress site was hacked. That's like a, I don't know, a, there's some memes out there about that. Well, at least a Webflow? couple times a year. Uh-uh.
0: Yeah, at least a couple times a year, you you hear about some major WordPress vulnerability that is impacting I don't know how many millions of sites. Now, quick disclaimer, Webflow only has 100,000 clients, right? WordPress, there's like 60 million, like I don't know how many websites are in, so like just volume and scale, there's gonna be more inherent security uh, issues with WordPress because it's more popular, it's more prolific, people have had a lot more time to break into it. Uh, But also you have this plugin ecosystem, plugins can go out of service, they're not updated, maybe you didn't update the plugins, Uh, maybe WordPress updated to a new version. Um, Heck, I just got notifications the other day that a website on our network, the security plugin had some security vulnerability. And so like, even the security plugin like was having an issue and so like,
1: yeah, anyway. um, Okay. It's less to worry about that. (laughs) Look at all that worry, I'm gonna bring it up again you are so worried about that and it's frustrating and when you talk about webflow those worries go away or they are greatly diminished
0: okay so coming mike oulette i think that's how you pronounce i'm sorry Uh, coming from an agency life how do i sell webflow to devs i work with um this is a tough question this is one of the reasons joe and i were talking about this like how deep do we get technically And he's like, well, you don't really need it to sell the hosting because, you know, just show them. And I was like, yeah, but when you're talking to the technical people, sometimes they dismiss it because you don't know some of that tech lingo. And so what say you, Joe, how how do you deal with talking with technical people who maybe dismiss Webflow as
1: a less technical or trivial option? First, I'll say a lot of devs are adopting the program and they are okay with it. So. They, a a lot of them will do their research before. Maybe they don't know the entire platform, but they've done enough research to know a little bit about it. We are finding that devs, engineers from big companies, technical leads from public companies are saying, Webflow check, yes, we are okay with it. And actually the best way I like to sell Webflow is not even about the features. It has nothing to do with the features or the cost or anything it's communicating to these developers to tell them that they no longer have to work on the marketing site. This is really awesome for a lot of devs. When you're working with devs in another company, they're probably focused on product and they are developing the product of the company. And when a marketing site edit comes in, i know that they're going to themselves damn it, i have to update the header. I have to update the this. I have to These are all really silly tasks for somebody that's being paid so much money to work on the product. So them hearing and them knowing I can now separate from the marketing site and the marketers can control their own content, they love that. And we are seeing big companies, small companies of all size saying that's what we want. We want our engineers to be focused on product. They're being paid $150,000 per year why are they updating the slogan of our uh, meta title? That's ridiculous. Right. Right. So selling them on that, they love it, they say yes, and they're, they're already checking out the features themselves. Don't try to be more technical than the technical people. They're going to do that research. So that's how I like to sell them. Great, I think, yeah, I, that's great.
0: Um, okay, next question. Uh, so I have a few prospects in mind with big budgets. They already have a website on Joomla or WordPress. How do I convince them to switch to Webflow? I'm gonna connect that with um, another question from Ariel who says, do you think it's good practice to find some WordPress websites, approach them and propose to rebuild in Webflow? Uh, what say you to any of that, Joe?
1: Mm. I will say no to the cold contact for for new websites. In the past, I've had failure with it. The first year of FinSuite, I was cold calling, I was cold emailing, I was doing exactly that, and it failed every single time. Will it work now? Will it work for you? Maybe, but that's not something I'm going to go and suggest that you go do. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, for, uh,
0: and for the other uh, uh, prospects with big budgets, they're already on Joomla or WordPress. The biggest thing is, it's is it in the business's life cycle to redo the website? if i just paid for a wordpress website and i got $10,000 in a website there's no convincing in the world you're going to do to make me spend another $10,000 to rebuild that website within x period amount of time right and so um the best thing to do is stay top of mind with them content etc touch points some kind of lead nurturing so that when they do go to rebuild the website you're there with a next logical stack of up a step of updating to webflow um but yeah that's a tough one there if if
1: if people are already in uh, regardless of the budget. Find out their problems, go to that company and say, Hey, do you have any problems with your site? Whatever their problem is with their current site, you could probably find a way to spin Webflow into that. Do they have a problem with their design? Do they have a problem with updates? Do they have a problem with load time? Do they have a problem with whatever? You can find a way to work Webflow in there and say, well, Webflow can actually fix that problem by doing this, this, and this. Do you want to see? Yeah. And then show them, hey, this is how we can make updates. This is how we can design whatever the hell we want. Or this is how we can update design on a global level. You can solve those problems and convince them, okay, Webflow is the right platform for us. Yeah. Uh, Jay is saying something about lighthouse numbers,
0: default on Webflow site could be updated with newer technologies. Something about gotten what site at four out of... Uh, 4-100S. I don't know if that's a hundred seconds or if that's a out of a hundred score. Uh, it's a pain sometimes I agree. Sometimes the scoring metrics are tough to, to, to hit all the boxes. Um, I will also say that I've loaded sites that load lightning fast, even on first page load, So not a cache load that don't necessarily trigger great on those scores. So I don't know if there's something just inherently wrong with the way that's communicating or reading the webflow tech. I don't know. Uh, Some kind of magic is happening on the Webflow side there. So, uh,
1: Joe, any thoughts of that? Yeah, be, be, uh, be very careful with those speed tests. A lot of them, they're giving you results and numbers, but it's not an accurate representation of the speed. So, yeah, maybe you're scoring a little bit lower for whatever reason, but the site's actually loading fast. People are loving the design. They're interacting with the site, and they're going to make a purchase or they're going to contact you. That's the end goal. The end goal is not to change your score from eighty to ninety. The goal is to get people on your site interacting with it and to go call to your action. so yeah, to be yeah. be very careful about those. you get a lot of points off for some very silly things like yeah. not having alt text on uh, something that's not even actually an image. you know you get you get hit for every single little thing there and it's it's something you you shouldn't really base all your decisions on, yeah.
0: Uh, let's see, Ariel, how do we respond to, can I use editor on mobile? Uh, because you can use the editor on tablet. I, I, it's not an issue, right? Like that's somebody who is probably casually trying to deal with a website. Um, in my mind, there's two things, right? People talk about mobile first and we're in a mobile first revolution and everything's gotta be mobile, 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 and eh, wrong. Consumption of content is a hundred percent mobile forward creation of content still almost exclusively happens at a workstation, unless you're just talking about quick clips instant posting from phone straight to social, right? And so like the people who are creating for the web, the people who are producing videos, the people who are blogging, journalists, etc., business owners are typically working in a work environment, right? Somebody who wants to upload content and, and okay, this does not, I don't mean to discount the person who maybe sees a typo on their site while they're on their phone and want to be able to click into the editor and make that update. I'm sure that'd be convenient for everyone. However, that's, that to me, this seems to be a fringe case at this point, because again, there's going to be a point where they're sitting in front of their computer and doing this thing. And so don't always think that like mobile first is the option. Um, I, it's just, there's going to be some hesitation. There's Webflow is really complicated software. Not everything's going to work on every device. Um, go. Try to use WordPress on your phone. It's impossible. And so you know, like I just I don't know how to deal with those questions other than say it's just not there, you know
1: fun fact, our Airtable app will give you more mobile power. You can edit things on mobile on the Airtable app. Mm-hmm. You can do it on the web in loading Airtable. So if you can make the change in Airtable on your phone, you can then push that to your Webflow site. So this Airtable app that we've built and will be delivering can fix that issue. So keep keep an eye out for that. That's gonna be a good one. Uh, okay, how about
0: overcoming restrictions, like not being able to upload your own files to Webflow hosting? I see this all the time with like image URLs or PDF URLs. They're always got that Webflow in the URL there, you know, is that is there a workaround
1: there? Well, no, at least not an easy one. There's always a workaround to everything, but no, if, if you're building a site for a standard company and you want that company to be able to manage that easily, no, you gotta upload to Webflow. Yeah. You have to work with those those URLs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there are some
1: uh, limitations for sure. So,
0: you know, you might hear us and think like that's all perfect. You just learn to work around some of those things, but yeah, there are some things and we've addressed those in previous episodes. Uh, Max, it does seem like you have a tricky client with the if they're requiring that service level agreement. Uh, let's see, why doesn't Webflow yeah. pay us when we convince a customer to use Webflow? At the end, we convince a customer to switch to their system. They will. If you sign up for an affiliate account, you can sign up to be part of the affiliate program. Um, I get a paycheck, I get a check. It's not a paycheck. I get a small check every month from Webflow from affiliate links. VinSuite gets a check every month from Webflow affiliate links. Uh, so that's the best way to do that is to, to get a referral from them is to become part of the affiliate program. Thoughts, Joe? And also,
1: also know that they are working to improve this. They have brought on new people to the team that are working on this type of, this type of issue. I've always saw this as an issue that we are bringing people to the platform. And sometimes I feel like we're not getting that in return, but. They're working on it. The referral links are great. If you go and sign up for the partner network, if you get accepted to the partner network, they have a whole other earning process for that. So work your way up to partner level. And when you're a partner, you will then be able to get that full capacity earning. Yep.
0: Um, Okay. Uh, Dhruv, I think maybe that's how you say that. Do you recommend, is asking, do you recommend pushing websites to new client accounts or using client billing instead? So handling the transfer of websites, uh, back and forth to team accounts, do you set up a client billing? Like what, what, what's your thoughts?
1: We never use client billing at FinSuite. Never, never, never. Even if a client asks for it. We are always transferring that site to the client. Why? I think it's important that clients own their website, that they are the admin of their website. Sometimes it happens where we build a site, the client's super happy, And then a few weeks later they say, Hey, we need a big update to the site, but we're not available to do it. So they say, okay, we need to go and work with this other team, or we need to do this immediately. So we're, we're going somewhere else. That is not possible with client billing. That is only possible if you give them access to the site, if they want to, if they want to add marketers to the site or SEO people to the site or anybody to the site, they can do it when it's in their system. When you have client billing. Maybe you make a few dollars per month, but is it worth it? Uh, I don't think so. I'm not a fan of it.
0: The client billing to me is just a tool. If you're a small freelance provider and you're going to start, you're offering tag along services with the website, right? The stuff that we were talking about with Penny before, where maybe you want to sell a hosting and a maintenance and updates package all wrapped up and you kind of want to make that easy for the client. It's a smaller client. They really don't have a team that's going to be working on the website. And so like, to me, that's the ideal setup for client billing as an agency for all the reasons, yeah. Joe said, you probably want to transfer the site to the client. It's out of your hands. Let them get a team account and invite you back in to do updates, whatever it is. Again, they own and control that. You can never get blamed for destroying a site for tearing, taking it down, like for it just disappearing off the web. Like none of those things can ever happen if you do it that way. Um, and so just a thought. Uh, Next question, Jose, and we'll just do a couple more of these because we're running, uh, we're right at an hour here. But Jose, let's see, is asking, a client wants us to redesign his website made in WordPress and he wants to be able to have all of his articles available and the new website built and hosted in Webflow. Is it possible? Uh, Yes, there's a couple ways to do this. Joe, do you want to take the first swing
1: at that? This is a, a migration from WordPress to Webflow migrating the blog posts. Yeah, absolutely. Webflow is great for that. What what we like to do is we'll do a test import into Webflow, see how it looks. Sometimes it comes over pretty nice. Sometimes it's an absolute wreck. And sometimes it does need manual work, which I think is okay. Uh, You can do that yourself. You can hire somebody at a low cost to go and do that data entry. But yeah, absolutely. We're doing WordPress to Webflow migrations all the time. It's, yep. it, it really does translate nice from blog to blog, yeah. And WordPress to
0: Webflow because WordPress has a bunch of export options. You can export as you know as a different couple different formats. And then there's tools that will even let you kind of scrub and clean the data before you send it in. Um, Squarespace not so much. Squarespace has like no export features. You know like that's really tough. You got to do those all manually. Uh, Wix I'm not sure of. Uh, the other thing that you may have an issue is like. Um, the limitation with importing video embeds into Webflow, uh, they don't always render those video embeds when they come in from an external source and also sometimes WordPress content may come over with short codes, right? So you may have some kind of the theme or some kind of styling component might carry over from WordPress if you don't run some kind of script to remove all those short codes. So that's just something to think about there. Uh, let's see more questions. Let's take a couple more here nope okay all right I think that's I think that's it let me see I don't I don't see anything outstanding uh I just don't want to miss anything big okay I think that's good I think that's good we're we're right on time here uh let's go ahead and just call it a day uh we do wanted to mention something uh that we're experimenting with I didn't tell Joe I was gonna say this but it just came to me so I thought maybe if anybody's interested in leaving in the comments. Uh, we're going to be doing some virtual co-working space. We're experimenting with some of this. Our first experiment is this Thursday. We've got an event called Webflow work jams coming up. I think there's maybe only a ticket or two left. This is going to be a limited uh, seating kind of thing, but if it goes well, we're hoping to kind of expand what we're doing with the show into a broader environment, a little bit more intimate, a little bit more interactive. And so if you're interested in any of that, I'll uh, leave it in the comments, communications at finsuite.com or connect with Joe or myself on Facebook or Twitter. Um, We're looking to start figuring out how do we take this community to the next level and not just a one way communication way. And so how do we get everyone into the same room and kind of start having discussions uh, maybe a little bit more intimate, uh, a little more higher level. And so I don't know if, if any of that stuff interests you, feel free to check out events.webflow.com. You can sign up for the uh, Webflow work jam It's coming up this Thursday. Uh, be sure to subscribe on YouTube, click the notification, subscribe for updates on the F and Growth website. Uh, and other than that, any updates, Joe? Any final thoughts before we sign out here?
1: Have fun selling. Just keep that keep that smiling going, keep that passion going, and you're going to do a great job selling Webflow. You'll get better at it. Please do not be discouraged if you get people saying no in the beginning. As you keep selling. You will get better and better and better to the point where every single person that comes curious about webflow will be converted so be patient keep selling yep great
0: uh perfect uh just to answer tie up a couple loose ends here peter is saying power importer handles the video import issues with webflow awesome uh that's a cool little tool that power importer we were looking at that the other day peter uh great feedback there and then max is saying Paraboly is great for cleaning up migrated data so for those who are asking nice. about WordPress or moving those sites, maybe those are two resources for you to check out. Otherwise, that's all we got for you today. We're gonna go bye. We're still gonna F and Grow though. <laughs>